0: Welcome to the sweet spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. NFL, what's going on with these running backs these days? What Or what should I say is going on with the perception of running backs these days? As you can hear, my guy Chris see man. Dude, I hear you clicking hey, away, hey. getting your notes ready, bro. Uh, man, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the sweet spot. It's been a while. and And you know, dude, we always talk NFL, but this is this is a very unique situation that we have on the sweet spot mm-hmm. with the running backs and how they're starting to kind of you know express their 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 disdain for how they've been treated here recently man, what are your thoughts with the running back position and the the current state of where they stand in today's n f l
1: oh, so much. i it's one of those things where it's you at least okay, from from my perspective, I understand their gripe like completely. Like they're impactful, like we we always talk about like yeah, the position has been devalued. There's still it's still an impactful position, right? And it's still you know, whether it's you know, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, like there's really elite impactful players there. The issue we're seeing is how many years now is there every single team, every single year we we see a fifth round, sixth round, undrafted there's always a rookie. There's always somebody mm. who comes out of nowhere, performs, if not maybe as well as the elite guys. Maybe he's like 80% as good, but they do it for, what, 15 million less or so? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? And they're just – that's I don't know that that's going to get any better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's kind of where I struggle with it. Like I totally get the gripe, but I don't know how you – it's just kind of an unfortunate reality, it seems like, at this point. Yeah. Like whether teams just do a running back by committee and get value in a position that way. I mean, the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl doing that last year, right? And the Chiefs had multiple different running backs start for them, you know, throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's just evidence year after year after year basically saying, hey, you don't need to pay them <laughs> an outrageous amount of money. I actually got on this podcast, I was one of the, you know, Uh, back whenever the Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey and said, I didn't love the move. Uh, Not that he's not a fantastic player. It was just, they were getting exceptional value out of their running backs anyway, because Mm. Shanahan's Shanahan. Yeah. that's like, they could keep getting maybe not McCaffrey production, but a lot of that production for, you know, 1 million a year (laughs) instead of the 16.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know? And so, I don't know, man. It's just, that's a, that's a tough spot for me. I get there great, but, man, it's tough. What do you think? Like, what do you – is it going to get any better? I mean, do you think uh, – what's what's
0: going on mm. with the running backs, man? What do you mm. think? You know, like you said, we've had these conversations about this position, and, and, you know, this is something that really isn't as surprising because we've seen, as you mentioned, you alluded to the draft, you know, it's like, okay – no running backs taken in the first round, or no longer in the top five, top ten like it used to be. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it and it changes from every other year type. You know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, man, Bijan Robinson, he's top ten. Ezekiel Elliott, he's top ten. You know, you start having some of these guys that sprinkle in McCaffrey, Fournette, but majority, like you said, you can find, and we are we're all about value. You know. Mm-hmm. me and you individually, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, like, playing GM for our teams or uh, fantasy football, like, you're always looking for, for value and looking for deals. And and that's what the the league has begun to do as we know this is a pass-happy league now. You know, this is all about QBs. This is It's all about the quarterback play. It's no longer about running backs. I mean, back in 1997, Barry Sanders agreed to a deal that would make him not only the highest-paid running back, But the highest paid player in the league. 1997, dude. So, I mean, to the point where he was making, he would have made, so the deal ended up being voided because uh, it was an NFL ended up voiding the deal, whatever, because I think it would have put them over the cap. But, and they were trying to restructure to try to figure out to make Barry Sanders the highest paid in the league. But, anyways, that deal would have been higher than three time Super Bowl quarterback Troy Aikman. Think about that. (laughs) Think about that, dude. So, you're telling me you're running back would have been paid yeah. more than a three time Super Bowl winning QB. Q B. You know what I'm saying? So today you got guys who ain't sniffed the Q B uh sniffed the Super mm-hmm. Bowl uh period and they're getting forty million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like this is yeah. a this is a type of uh the, just the way the game has transpired with the way it's played, all the emphasis and focus and attention goes to the quarterback. And, you know, that's something Steelers GM Omar Khan alluded to was these new Q B contracts how these guys are getting paid. GMs are now having to think creative ways of, okay, how can we balance the, the salary cap okay. with quarterbacks getting paid $35, 40, $40 million a year? And not just, and it's not like the elite. I mean, you got the elite ones making that, but you got some decent QBs, like some solid yeah. quarterbacks getting paid you know, just insane. It's Cause amounts. teams are
1: scared to not have a guy. So yeah, they'll, they'll yeah, yeah. pay a good guy. Even if he's not elite, they'll pay a good one just to keep him, Right. Cause they don't want to, yep. they don't want to go back to the
0: bottom of the barrel. And that's exactly what's happening, man. so, um, yep. you know, when you look at the franchise tag for the running backs, it's less now than what it was in 2015. Like it's going backwards, man. Think about it. The franchise yep. tag for running backs is less now than what it was in 2015. While every other position has increased significantly, like, Mm -hmm. QBs back in 2015 was 18.5 million now it's 32.4 million so I mean the running back position, man, it's, it's scary. I would hate to be a running back today because they basically, you know, you're like a used napkin. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like, man, I, I, you know, I'm eating good. I got my, you know what I'm saying, my Subway or got my public sub or whatever, man, Barberitos, <laughs> nachos, and, you know, you, you need a lot of napkins when it comes to nachos. So, man, you're, you're eating, you're eating, you're eating, you're going through napkins, and it's like, man, okay, I'm done with you. you. You serve your purpose. I'm done. So that's kind of where the league has done with these running backs today, man. Like, think about it. Like, you got guys being ran into the ground for years, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Well, we appreciate you. You're 29. You're 30. We're done. We'll Dalvin find Cook. some. Well, yeah, yeah." And, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, man, golly, you look at some of the, the current free agents: Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette. You know, you got yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. Like these are some studs. You, you telling me three years ago? No, don't forget three. A year ago. I could tell you, hey, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Burnett are all going to be uh, unsigned months into the offseason. You wouldn't have believed it, man. You wouldn't be like, hold on, what's going on? Did, you, this, this, this is a joke, right? You know what I'm saying? So, man, <laughs> it's scary the way the position is currently played out and I feel for running backs, man, because I don't know what the solution is. Do you have an idea? Of how? I mean, what are your thoughts as far as how do you correct this issue?
1: I, I don't – the only – the only thing I say is like generally speaking, there is like an overreact. Like there's always the overreaction is always strongest in the beginning, right? So you you mentioned, I mean, not even just a few years ago, oh shoot, within the past decade, running mm-hmm. backs were still getting paid and being taken high. It's been a very recent shift, and so what I, I guess the goal would be. So right now it was like, oh shoot, running backs aren't valuable. And so they're like correcting way the other way, right? They're like, okay, mm-hmm. we're not paying anybody. We're mm-hmm. just going the other way. The, ideally, there's some compromise in the middle, right? Like yeah. where, and and maybe that's whether it's getting something changed as far as the NFL PA side or if it's just running backs having to almost strictly be like those mccaffrey type, types. Because so, you know, those are the only two guys that are getting over $15 million a year. And what's the you know the the similar line between them is they're basically running backs and receivers, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're really yeah. versatile, right? Yeah, yeah. The the straight pure running back that Derrick Henrys, the Chubs, they're not they're getting twelve, but yeah, they're not getting the same you know type of value that you know these the the receiving backs are getting, and that maybe that's the the you know what you're gonna have to do. I mean, which it, like you said, it's a passing league. Maybe that's just the natural way of things, but. I mean, the NFL, the league changes so dang much, man. And there's, maybe in a decade, Hmm. there's some sort of correction. Because the other interesting part is while the running back values are going down, receiver values are shooting up. We talked about it last season, which, you know what, to their credit, Christian Kirk balled out. But we were like, oh, my God, Christian Kirk's getting paid 20-something million. Are you crazy? Yeah, yeah. Right? (laughs) And receivers in general, kind of like quarterbacks, were like, you didn't have to be elite. You were getting paid if you were just Mm -hmm, solid. mm Mm-hmm. But as more and more really good receivers keep coming into the league, in theory, their values should, at least contract-wise, go down a little bit because there's going to there's be so many good ones out there. Yeah. Right? And so maybe that indirectly gets the running backs back up. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to say. But all I can say is the NFL changes a lot. and Maybe there's got to be some sort of way where the pendulum swings a little bit You know, a little bit back to the left, right? Because right now it is full-fledged to the right. We're not touching running backs, pretty much. That's pretty much what the league's saying. Like, unless you can catch the ball. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah, and, that's basically and, what they're saying
0: and and you talked about McCaffrey as being one of those premier backs that can receive and run and, and so we've seen him throw touchdown passes with, you know so yeah. uh, man that versatility I mean versatility is always going to be impressive that's always encouraging you know what I'm saying you can do this and you do that yeah. and you can do three four different things and this one person can only do one he's a one trick pony you know what I'm saying so when you talk about McCaffrey you mentioned his salary he's making 16 million a year that's 110th for all positions. So mm-hmm. so so we're talking about the highest paid running back and he's paid one hundred and tenth best overall. You know what I'm saying? Like you're top at your position, but it's still only good for one hundred and ten.
1: He's he's getting paid like a center. That's about center That's like crazy, top center bro. salary is about similar. That's
0: yeah. crazy. And you look at QB's like Kirk Cousins, thirty five million a year. Derek Carr thirty seven point five. Daniel Jones forty million. Dak Prescott yep. forty million but Matt Stabber, a lot of it, it's such 49. a numbers
1: game now, man, right? And so the, the issue is that, you know, like, we'll, we'll take McCaffrey, for example. As good and electric as McCaffrey is, as we all know he is, Carolina was still bad, mm-hmm. right, when they had mm-hmm. him. Like, it, it's not his fault, but it's just the impact of this. Like, if you can't, if you don't have, like, a successful passing offense, the so Titans are about the only team that's really heavily relied on just running through Henry and being okay. And even then that still was relying on Tannehill being able to hit the play actions and boots when he needed to. Right. Yeah. But generally speaking, if you can't move the ball in the air, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what's hurting them is it's doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't really seem to impact the win loss record in the way you think they would. Like, I, I just, I don't know how it gets, I don't know what the solution is or how it gets any better, but it's just tough being a running back right now. It really is.
0: Man. But, but tell me this though. like, and we talked about this contract when they signed it a few months ago, and how it wasn't as bad. But this is where, like, if I'm the GM, I'm not paying Daniel Jones forty million a year. I can't, I can't justify. And no, no, he he was solid last year, but that was really the only year we've yeah. seen him be solid. Like I can't, and I know you said like, man, teams don't want to be bad because they're going to pay someone decent as opposed to taking their risk and finding somebody else. Because what if you and don't? Also, find
1: GMs it? don't want to get fired; they don't right? get
0: fired. So. But it's like, man, it's like, man, I can't, I can't sleep at night knowing I just paid yeah. Daniel Jones forty yeah. million a year, bro. Like, and he getting paid more than, than than Derek Carr. Like Derek Carr is better than Jones, you know. And Kirk Cut Kirk, Kirk Cousins is only getting paid, and I say only, but in comparison to Daniel Jones and I know Daniel Jones has signed his recent contract so that's why it's higher but Daniel Jones shouldn't be making, making more than Kirk Cousins you know like we're talking about QBs who haven't come close to the Super Bowl Daniel Jones Dak Prescott and they're getting paid $40 million each you know what I'm saying like that's crazy like that but like you said, that's where that's where the 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 need of the position or the importance of the position is is insanely high, right? But the running backs, man, they're 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 constantly being thrown by the wayside, and I know you said it may bounce out, but will it really? I don't I don't know. I don't know. The NFL
1: changes. Dude, the NFL changes so yeah. much. I mean, yeah. as quick as running backs, were, as we just talked about, it wasn't that long ago that running backs were very highly valued. Now they're not. I don't know what, there might be another position that's about to go through a similar swing. We, mm. I, mean, I don't know, mm. but it doesn't, I'll say it doesn't look good. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> they had that zoom meeting right there. Mm-hmm. They're all, they know it, but it's mm-hmm. just, I don't, I don't know how you fix that. I, re, I really don't know.
0: Man. As we wrap up this segment of speaking of the current state of the running back position, I'm just going to give a few numbers here, man. You look at the last five years, Who would you say had the most carries last five years for running backs? Derrick Henry? Me by far, right? He had (laughs) 1,000. It ran him into the ground, man. (laughs) 1,464. Ezekiel Elliott, number two, 1,317. Last five years. Last five years. And he's a free agent, so he's like, hey, we're done. We're good. Thank you. Bye. We got Tony Pollard. Number four on that list is also a free agent. Dalvin Cook, 1,208. And then... Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs, number six, franchise tag, we'll talk about that. Barkley recently <laughs> signed his tag, he's at number nine, and then you got Leonard Fournette, who we also talked about, he's 13th on that list in the last five years with 864 carries, yeah. and is also unsigned, and so, man, that's kind of, like like I said, they use you and they use you, and, and it's like, man, we appreciate you, but... Yeah. Yeah. We we gonna move on and 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 and, and, uh, and to our, go with that, how yeah. many
1: of those guys had
0: injury issues lately, right? <laughs> dude, dude, that's tough. It's
1: it's a tough position.
0: It's scary. It's scary. I'm I'm feeling for running backs, man, and and I wonder how. I don't know what they're gonna do because you don't want to do like Le'Veon Bell did. How he stood, man. I, you man. I'm not you in the best situation you could be with that Steelers O line and that organization. You're gonna get paid 14 million a year. Like, I'ma sit out, man. Y'all don't want to give me X. Okay, his career was never the same after that. And here we go. He just recently stated, "Oh, I messed up, man. That was that was a yeah. bad decision, dude." Everybody knew it was a bad decision. Like you're in a like money will come, but your situation needs to be great. You know, your your, your supporting mm. cast around you need to be great. And that's what he had, but he was all about, no, I deserve this and he was never the same. And he was he was a top two three back at that time. Like, Le'Veon was the truth, man. And so some will will any of these running backs have the courage to take that stance? I don't know. I don't know. But one thing that came out recently was, man, we'll talk about this in the next segment. Your boy Ursay, owner of the Colts, man, talking about how when he dies, Taylor, if he's not in the league, The league will keep going, and he's right. But, boy, Indianapolis right now got some serious trouble on their hands, man. So, Chris, as we know, is the absolute one of the biggest Indianapolis Colts fans. And uh, we're going to take a short break, listen to a few of our sponsors, and then we'll dive into uh, Jonathan Taylor and, and, and a little bit about him, Josh Jacobs, what what are these guys going to do? Will they remain with it's their the current back teams? Episode, man. man. this is all about the back. Look, the league ain't showing them love. We showing them love, though, we, bro. We got them. We got We got, got you. Got, we, we got your, we got your <laughs> back. You know what I'm saying? Shoot. But, yeah, Chris Liuzzi here in the sweet spot with Corey Bradley. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333.
0: Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, joined by my guy, Chris Liuzzi, as we discuss the running back position. You heard us kind of talk about the state where it currently lies in the NFL. Now we're going to dive into some specific individual situations at the running back spot, beginning with Josh Jacobs, running back for the Las Vegas Raiders, Man, this guy led the league. Uh, hold on, what? What'd you say? <laughs> I say roll tat. We we do not allow that type of uh, language here on the sweet spot. Right, uh, but no, for real, I love Josh Jacobs. Man, he's one of my favorite backs. Like, there's, and I'll say this quick little note. I may not like guys at Alabama, but when they get in the league, I can appreciate them a little more, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs is one I actually liked in in college, so he's one of the rarities that I. Actually, liked while he was in Tuscaloosa, I'll put that out there. But yeah, Josh Jacobs, man, amazing running back, dude. He's a stud. I mean, the dude just led the league in in rushing yards. He is the rushing title mm-hmm. champion. Three hundred and ninety three touches ledger. Think about that. Three hundred and ninety three mm-hmm. touches. Three hundred and forty carries. Fifty three receptions. And here it is. Franchise tag was given to him. But he, he, said no. he has not signed it. He has not signed it, man. Uh, he is sticking. And, and and he should be sticking to his bones because, like, man, I just led the league in rushing. I, I've been a stud mm-hmm. since I've entered the league. When people think the Raiders, you think Josh Jacobs, like, he is just one of the purest backs. I love his one cut and he's gone, man. He's powerful. He's quick. That's the dude, man. So, man, tell me, tell me what's going on with the Raiders and Josh Jacobs, and you know, kind of lay out what you think might happen, and and why this situation isn't as easy fixed as we would like it to be.
1: Well, I mean, you, you would hope it would be easier for all the reasons you said. I mean, ah, uh, we'll we'll get into Taylor in a bit, but one of the differences between Jacobs and Taylor is Jacobs is coming off an incredible season. I mean, like you, I mean, mm. he led the league in rushing. He had over two thousand yards from scrimmage, and I we kind of talked about. I mentioned in the last segment that you know one of the things that the top two paid running backs, right, that they do really well is they they can catch. They're like receivers, yeah. and, and Jacobs isn't quite that, but he he's caught over fifty passes the mm-hmm. last two years. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for a running back. Like he can do it all, and he played every game last year. He was healthy, started every single game. I mean, he's done just about everything you could yeah. try and do, right, as a running back to. To get a deal <laughs> yeah I, I think one of the things that that hurts him is his coach well obviously besides the position just in general we talked about the position in the rest spot but you know with Josh McDaniels being coach over there when I mean, you think about like Josh McDaniel led offenses right back to New England for anyone doesn't know he was a New England coordinator for a while he had a little stint in Denver but besides that mainly in New England when's the last time they had a premier running back Mm. In their offense
0: mm. that's right? true
1: they were he was committee forever that's just that's just the way they they rolled over there man with James White and the plethora of guys yeah. that they would roll through you know to to kind of hold the ball first and second down that's just his game, man it's kind of like the <clears throat> like Shanahan did for a long time you know maybe you would say that could change with Jacobs because maybe he's just never had a guy like that I don't you know depends on your perspective. But it's just they they got Devontae Adams, so they already have like one premier skill player over there. They still got Hunter Renfro's. I mean, he's not Devontae, but he's he's good. He's awesome, right? Watching. They went and got you know went and got Jacoby Myers. Like they got the receivers, and I mean, I I could see it being a situation where like McDaniel's just like, eh, you know, we'll be fine. <laughs> Which you know is obviously rough for Josh Jacobs, and I just as for whether that settles for him, you know, I was we are talking a little bit before we started recording, mm-hmm. but like Jacobs is in a tough spot, right? Mm-hmm. Because he explained it. So, so he's, he's past the point. So they, like you said, they franchise tagged him. He has not signed the franchise tag, but the team has placed the franchise tag on him. And we're past the July 17 date for a multi-year extension, which means basically he's got pretty much two options.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he can come back and play on it. I guess three options. He can come back and play on the tag. He can come back on a, they can work out like a one-year extension for him for this year. Play it. basically, basically he's going to come back and play a year, or he's going to leave or mm-hmm. sit out. It's mm-hmm. pretty much his options: play for a year or just sit out and then not get paid all year because he'll mm.
0: miss game checks. Mm. That's that. pretty
1: much his options right now. Uh, unless they decide to trade him, I guess. But uh, just from a leverage point, when you're looking from his perspective, right? Yeah. Uh, like we're yeah. seeing what's going on around a league with running backs, and he's in this spot like. I, I mean, <laughs> I I don't know, man. That, he he's in a rough rough position. Like I said, yeah. it's not like he's the future. I mean, he basically pretty much was the feature guy last year, but they still have Devontae Adams. They're not like he's the only good player, right, on that offense. So I could yeah. see it being a situation where they're like, ah, you know, we'll be we'll we'll manage. Unfortunately,
0: but but I'll say this: like, as good as Devontae is, like, he's the best. Uh... There's games where he he he'll give a few duds too, you know what I'm saying? He'll give a few duds, yeah. Oh, yeah. but but Josh Jacobs carried that team last year, literally in physically, you know what I'm saying? Like this is where the issue lies. Like to me, the offense does start with Josh Jacobs because do you really want Garoppolo throwing the ball 40 times? Because you got Devontae Adams, Hunter infro and Jacoby Myers. Not, like, no, we need to feed Josh Jacobs and Lee and Garoppolo to about 25 passes the game. You know, 22, 23. Like, let's yeah. pick our spots, man. Because, I mean, behind Josh Jacobs, and this is where it kind of, you know, you look at even, it didn't just start this year. This is a, coming back from last year where McDaniels, you know, got the job. And it's like they, they take Zemir White in the fourth round. And you bring mm-hmm. in Amir Abdullah. You bring in Brandon Bolden. You bring these guys in. I'm like, hold on. What they what they doing in Las Vegas is Josh Jacobs in trouble. And then when the preseason started, uh, you know, the Hall and whatever it was, the dude didn't play or he only did a few carries or whatever. Well, he, you know, he had a few carries, and they was like, oh, is he getting traded? You know, all of a sudden it's like there was talks about him possibly getting cut or traded, which we didn't know, have a clue where this was stemming from. And, and obviously they calmed it down, and he had the best year of his, of his career and best year in the league at running back position. So like I don't know, man, I really do not know uh because I'm like, if he's done all this for you, not just this past season, but this entire career that he's been there so far with the Raiders. You you, you reward those guys, you know, so you take care, you take mm-hmm. care of your people, you know what I'm saying? Like, because what would that tell Devontae Adams is like, OK, are we trying to win or not?
1: You know what I'm saying? like if well, see, you, That's part of the issue, too, man. You mentioned earlier what, yeah. what has been happening with the running backs is there thank you all right now goodbye right they they, they use them man. up they do they get their four good years yeah dang. and they move on that's tough and then like i said you throw in a coach that generally speaking doesn't mm-hmm. have an issue with running a committee anyway Hmm. i mean i just it's a tough spot for jacob's man i, I guess uh just to, to, to put a bow on it a bit i mean what yeah. do you do you think he comes back do you mm. think he reports back is mm. he is he gonna play is he gonna pull a levy on sit out like what do you
0: he what ain't sitting out. What's
1: said Josh now? Jacobs gonna do,
0: man? Nah, ain't nobody sitting nah, out. Le'Veon's stupid no. for that, and Le'Veon, like I said, he came out years later and stated that he was stupid for that. He ain't sitting nah. out. Where whether is that you know this next season for Josh Jacobs is in Las Vegas or not, that remains to be seen. But. I'ma say i am say it will be. I'ma say he'll remain with the Raiders. I think uh, Josh Josh McDaniels, hey, that dude ain't uh, ain't a saint himself. Like it ain't like he can he can win and do all these games without the the most help he needs. So I think Josh Jacobs, as you said, put a bow on this part of the segment, Josh Jacobs will be with the Raiders going into this season. What are your thoughts?
1: I think so too. I mean, I think you gotta find a way to get mm-hmm. him back. Uh like I said, he doesn't have a lot of options as far as what he plays on. Even if it's something as simple as like, come play for us for a year, and we'll give you like a like a no trade clause or something. You could be a free agent next year. Do do your thing. Something yeah. there's got to be some sort of compromise that can be be made. You can't let mm-hmm. him. He can't sit out a year. No, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Yeah, I think he yeah. plays.
0: Man, so Josh Jacobs, we both think he will return with the Raiders this upcoming season. You know, uh, shout out to my guy Chris recently got engaged like man this dude hey. is prepared to, to 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 marry the love of his life brooke bauer shout out to brooke man so uh man and i know that's an exciting time and when you text me the news i'm like man this is awesome like i love these two people uh, and and they deserve each other and they deserve the best and and i'm uh, so i'm excited and i will be in attendance for the wedding for sure as you guys are currently engaged to be wed now with that being said is Jonathan Taylor preparing for a divorce <laughs> from the Indianapolis Colts? I, 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 I was waiting. I was like, he was he wondering going? where where's am I going? going? <laughs> but Hey, y- y'all know me, man. Y'all know me here in the sweet spot. I always got tricks with my sleeve, man. And, and dude, so, um, be, man, I'm going to give it to you because this is your dude. This is your franchise. This is your story. You squad. know what? We're,
1: we're going to stay on the topic of Runway. So let's, let's walk through Memory Lane a bit. Let me take You're it okay? through Memory Lane with Jonathan Taylor a little all bit. All right. All right. All right, so he comes in his rookie year. You know, probably wasn't going to play a lot. We had a uh, Marlon Mack coming off a hot season. But, lo and behold, Marlon Mack gets hurt. Taylor steps in, does a really good job. 2021 happens, though. Ooh-wee, Jonathan Taylor. 1,800 Mm. yards, 18 Mm. touchdowns, both Colts franchise records for single season. Right, so he came in immediately was like, oh, here we go. We got a guy. Yeah, yeah. Then last year happens. Last year uh, was the – The rough part of the relationship before uh well before this season anyway and we'll we'll get to that last year he missed six games he had a nagging ankle injury pretty much all season but it caused him to miss a bunch of games he wasn't great when healthy we weren't great yeah just a rough year (laughs) Hmm. Uh, we know everything you know everything that went on in in indy last year Jeff saturday i mean it was crazy year crazy year for taylor crazy year for indy and then this year it just what's going on this year so he, he goes, he has surgery in January on that ankle. And in that, this is the end of season press conference. After he has surgery, they ask Chris Ballard in a press conference, is it wise to pay running backs? And this is a quote. He hmm. says, when they're great players, it is. He says, when they're a special player, it is. I'm not going to get into what we're going to do contract-wise, but when you're a special player and a special playmaker, yeah. All off season it's been nothing but praise for JT. In April, JT had a quote. Because hmm. they asked him about this stuff. They asked him if uh, if it would be a distraction to him if they didn't have a deal done by the season started. And his quote, it wouldn't that? be a distraction Ooh. to me. Ooh. I'm under contract here for four years. I put the pen to the paper, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> I made an obligation to them, they made an obligation to me, and things will happen naturally. Right? So, so far, What's so good. Out? So yeah. far, so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're like, yeah. Hmm, all right. Yeah. I, yeah. Remember, I remember watching that like, all right, let's go, Taylor. All right, good deal. Mm-hmm. Next month. Uh, Jonathan Taylor fires his agent. Well, yeah he, he hires Malki Kawa. I might not be saying that right. That's his new agent and something happened <laughs> after that. That's pretty much how we kind of got onto the mm. the path. You know in June he has a quote where he kind of kind of seemed to be steering a little bit. talks about uh, you want runners to be treated fairly seeing guys fight, you just hope that things work out for them. you see why guys request trades. They just want to feel valued by their coaches, teammates and their organization. He does say though he wants to retire as a Colt, and he sees he's seen the way that the organization has rewarded other players on and off the field, and he wants to be a part of that. Yeah. So it's a little not as oh, it wouldn't be a distraction. It's not all the way. Yeah, it's fine, but it's still not panic mode yet, right? Mm-hmm. That was just in June, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then July hits. Uh, the running backs hold their little Zoom call, right, to discuss the you know the market and everything that's going on, and. Something has happened since then, right? Like between the agent and the Zoom call, uh, it's in this period that the report says that he requested a trade from us. Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade. Yeah. And Ballard says the market is what the market is. But saying that, I've, I've always told you all, you pay good players. You pay guys that are going to help you win regardless of the position. We think very highly of Jonathan. Unfortunately, we didn't have a great season as a team, and he's coming off the injury. But he's a great player and a great person, so I think it will play out work out the way it should. say also follows up and says, we will not trade Jonathan Taylor, right? That is a certainty, not now, not in October. Okay, so these... Hmm. Just what... What happened, right? And now there's all this stuff, you know, J- JT's dealing with an injury. So there was some more news that came out to even add a little bit of spice to it. So that today, there's a report that came out from Stephen Holder, who is a uh, local writer. He's a local ESPN writer for Indy. I've been following him for years. Before he was an ESPN, he's a great writer. I, I trust him when he writes stuff. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. He had an article today where the bitterness stemmed or it started to stem because Jonathan Taylor wasn't happy that the Colts asked him to return to Indy prior to training camp. So the medical staff could check him out. He had, mm. you know, he had surgery in January. They wanted him to come in a little bit early so they could check him out. Apparently this report says that Taylor felt that this was to kind of pressure him to return too early, you know, instead of recovering like he yeah, should. Yeah. Mm. And so according to that, that's kind of where this is all. He started to get a little bit upset and man just and then to go even further this week in training camp our our backup to him Zach Moss breaks his forearm right so all of a sudden there's all this yeah there's a lot going on there's a lot Uh, going on in Indy I just (sighs) along with having rookie QB and a new head coach yeah so so obviously I've got the way and I'll kind of get into a little bit I've got how I feel about all this but as an as someone who isn't a Colts fan you watching from the eyes out what's your perspective on all this man like what do you what have you thought seeing everything unwrap and stuff? Because it's unwrapped very quickly.
0: <laughs> Man, I'm telling very you, quickly. when I pulled out my phone and it said breaking news and I had a picture of John Taylor, what's going on? You know, what happened? And I like, request a trade. Like, what in the world? You know, mm-hmm. like like you said, this is a guy that led the NFL in rushing and had 1,811, 1811 on 332 carries, 372 touches total. He had mm-hmm. 332 carries, 40 receptions. That eighteen eleven Russian title that he had was five hundred and fifty two yards more than the number two person who they yeah. they talked about being the best in the league on uh Nick Chubb, but five hundred and fifty two better than the number two back. So like, when I saw that, I'm like, what's the deal? So I didn't know the background with the – and that's why we love having you on the show because, man, you got the insight. You got the scoop, bro. So, hey, <laughs> the agent, man, it's always the agent that gets greedy and it causes the player to be, get greedy because they listen to yep. the agent because everybody wants more money. But the player doesn't realize the agent is about money and not about fit. You need to be about fit in your organization and, like, man, stay true to what you've done and what you've said. Ah, <sighs> boy. This yep. thing is is not is not pretty. Like it's, and and long as his like you said, he fired an agent. New agent comes in.
1: Now we have a different language. But like generally, like I don't think we've. Maybe I'm just biased because I'm a Colts fan. But like I don't think we've done him wrong. Like I don't understand why he's.
0: Yeah, somebody in that ear, man. Like somebody in that ear, bro. When when you have a drastic change like that. You know that influence is coming
1: from elsewhere, man,
0: and that's where the thing April. is. Like, in April,
1: it yeah. wouldn't be a distraction to me. I'm under contract here for four years. Yeah, I put the pen to paper, so that's where I'm at right now. I made an obligation to them. They made an obligation to me. Things will happen naturally. That was a quote in April, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. The world happened. Yep. Somebody the Asian, in the ear. He's in the running back meeting. That's about the only two things that's happened since then. And then he's like, he's bitter. Like I said, at, Pat McAfee was talking about. He said he went to the Colts camp. Calls training camp this week. He said everybody's like excited jumping around. They like bought into this new vibe and system, except for Taylor. Like I said, he's just, he's got his hood up. He's not really talking to anybody. He's just like, man, get out of here. It's, it's come like, come on, dude. it's I like love Taylor, but like, wow, well, yeah. where this dull diva thing is coming from, man? That's so out of nowhere. It's like
0: you got a girl, man, and she <laughs> and she cool, and then everything cool. All of a sudden, it's like, it's a 180. Like, what's the deal? Somebody in that ear, man. Whether it's a friend or sister or some dude, and popped in the ear. Like it's something that's changed your perception of where we were. We were here. We were good. All of a sudden, it's like this not working. Like okay, how, how we were just just a few weeks ago, we were straight, and ain't nothing changed. Neither you know. So, uh, yeah, somebody is in his ear, and it's his agent. That's what it is. Jonathan Taylor's agent is messing all this up.
1: Yep, and I think that's where. A lot of it got nasty right that agent's the same one who got into the spat with jim ursay on twitter which i don't well wow. jim ursay needs to chill out a little bit too i, I yeah. think both sides are going yeah. about this poorly mm-hmm. but uh i mean that's the you can't i don't think it's a good look for the agent either I, basically this like scorched earth method of like trying to get a deal done i just don't think I, I just don't to do think it. it was the way yeah. to go out I've told you, we've taught ad nauseum, I will side with the player about 99% of the time, whether it's my organization, or another. I, generally speaking, I completely get and understand and side with players you know, wanting to get their money. I get it. I totally get it. I, I, I just, this is one of the few times, I don't think JT's going to buy it the right way. I yeah. just don't. I think he even said it from his own quote in April that he it wouldn't be a distraction, right? And he mm-hmm. kind of implied it even more in June with the mm-hmm. quote. Like, Historically speaking, with Chris Ballard, is we have taken care of our players. That's just, this the way, it, the way it's been, right? And so we've caught flack for it because, yep. Uh, regardless of position, you know, Darius Leonard wasn't playing inside linebacker. Isn't really a uh, valuable position. They say we're paying him twenty million. He didn't care, right? Quentin Nelson, same thing. Why are you paying a guard that much money? because yeah. he's good. Period. Yeah. That's why we're Because he's yeah. good. He doesn't care who's to say why wouldn't he do the same thing for taylor
0: exactly because like taylor's a top five you know? back like this dude and he's 24
1: right 24 yep yep and so and the whole thing so taylor wants it now instead of after his his deal's done and uh, to give some some credit to him here we have generally given extensions uh with a year left that has generally been how chris ballard does it yeah but this year he has been very open about because it's not even about taylor because they've asked him about Pittman too who's also same cl- draft class, as Taylor has an extension in line potentially, right? Michael Pittman Jr. just to clarify. And his stance basically on both him, both of them, in general has been I want to see I want to see how we are with the new coach. And I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like we got a new coach, let's see how the, let's see how they do with the players, yeah. you know yeah. and Yeah. I mean, I, dude, who's to say you don't do you know, if it starts off, if it looks good, who's to say you don't do an extension in season? We've done that too. Grover Stewart got extended in the season. I just, I think, like to put it this way, the way Pittman's handling it, I yeah. think is the way that Taylor should be handling it. So Pittman got, has been asked about it. He's he's straight up said he's like, I, if they don't, he's like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind an extension, but he's like, if not, I'm I'm gonna play. Like I'll play. It's he says it's fine. <laughs> Pretty much, he, he, basically, he, he like knows. If he goes out there and he plays. Like, it's fine. Like, it'll work out. And it's, I think there's like a middle ground there of like, if you want an extension, like, okay. But like, this, like I said, this scorched earth, pretty much. Like, he's just he's he's, he's you know holding out, doing all this stuff. I mean, he's showing up to camp, but he's kind of just sitting out, right? Mm. When they're asking why is he sitting out, they're like, oh, we we don't want to talk about it. So they're not really getting into it. When you see videos of him, he looks miserable out there. He's got his hood up, right? He's man. just kind of standing around, like <laughs> and,
0: and 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 you know, part of <laughs> what, it, like what happened? Yeah, like part of it, we we alluded to is it being the agent, the agents in his ear. He got a new voice in his ear, and it's constantly pushing him, like, man, you the best, you the great, you're the, yeah, you should. Like, yeah, must be telling him, like, yeah, this is the yeah, way to get, let's yeah. get
1: it, this is how we'll get a deal done. Do Let, this, uh,
0: let's pressure them to give right. us money. Yeah, let's pressure them. It was request a trade, they gotta make a move. We saw Lamar do the same thing. Remember we saw Lamar Jackson do the same thing. Request a trade, but he plays a different position, you know. But when you look at it, it's kind of like that whole I'm a I'm a I'm a I'ma play hardball, but don't play hard I I just feel I look at Chris Ballard, the general manager for the Colts, and say, I don't wanna mess with that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like he just looks like a guy I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna get on his bad side. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be in a doghouse with that dude. Like he's gonna, he's out to win. He's gonna do his right for the team, but I just feel like he is the wrong guy to mess with. And so, you know, when I look at that Colts organization, man, I I got a quote that just hit me. Uh, Colin Cowhert said this years ago, and it was in a message to broadcasters. But I think this plays into exactly what we're talking about as well. The quote is: "To all young broadcasters, chase good management, not money." There's a sea of money if you're talented. There's not a sea of great management. Chase good management. That's exactly where Taylor is. We talked about Le'Veon Bell and the situation he had with the Steelers. Don't put yourself in that position to where now, man, you end up in Arizona, some crazy, you know what I'm saying, some horrible position. It's like, man, your career is never the same. You got a great situation. Take a good deal. It's gonna play out like Ballard and has talked, talked about, but it, it, like you said, yeah. if, if if this continues to be an Ursay and the agent conversation that's dictating what happens, it's gonna be an ugly, ugly divorce, and that's only gonna set this franchise back because Taylor is the best player, right? He is. I mean, he's one of the best backs yeah. in the league. So it's like you. He's young and he's a stud. He's powerful. He's quick. They're, you're going to be taken care of bro you know they're going to take care yeah. of they're in a position where they can't afford to let you go but don't play it and this way this is not the right way to do
1: it and i, I will say uh, there's stuff that hurts him as far as like leverage goes i think like i said this is why i said i think Jacobs is more deserving of getting that as he's coming off his you know fantastic season he was healthy all year so taylor he, like i said he missed he missed a bunch of games right he has cert sur- he has surgery in january we don't know what he's going to look like coming back from that Like, I'm just trying to put Mm -hmm. myself in a view of, like, just business, GM. We don't know what Taylor's going to look like when he comes back, right? Yeah. yeah. And then to go on top of it, he's not a great pass-catching back. Yeah. Never had 28 catches last year. 40 is his career high, which is like, all right, right? But he's not a great pass-catching back. Generally, on third down, he wasn't out there. Not because he wasn't a great pass-catching back, though, that's part of it. Also, he's not a good pass blocker. Mm -hmm. On third down, he generally wasn't out there, like, in obvious passing situations. And it's mm. like, so he's wanting the reported numbers. He's wanting that sixteen, that McCaffrey number, but he doesn't catch like McCaffrey. He's not a good pass blocker, so he needs to be pulled out. And I, and I say this as a big JT fan.
0: Yeah, he's been really. it's
1: just, He to me, he's in that he's in that Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry where it's like he's a phenomenal rusher, just natural, pure runner. And yeah, I mean they'll throw him screens and stuff like that, but he's not. He's not like that versatile Mm -hmm. receiver running back hybrid that we're seeing like out of Kamara and McCaffrey. He's not. And so and that's what he's wanting. And he's wanting it coming off an injury with a year left on his deal with a new head coach, new coaching staff. Like he he has Hmm. no leverage. Like he he doesn't I don't understand. This doesn't make sense to me, man. Unless the, literally, unless the agent has convinced him, like, hey, man, they're, they're not going to want to deal with all this. They'll, they'll either just trade you or they'll sign you. I promise. And I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think that agent's got him. I don't know. He whispered some words to him or something. I don't know. Something's going on. Because it's, it's such a sudden change from his demeanor and, and quotes about it in April to, to just last month. It's so it's drastically different.
0: Man. so It's crazy, man dude i'm gonna speak this little piece and we'll we'll close this out but uh man you know you talk about the agent and you know this is something that (sighs) bro and i'll say that's shaquille
1: leonard's agent which is interesting so we don't have bad history with them okay so it's Uh, okay (laughs) makes it even crazier right
0: well uh so, Taylor's been in the league a few years. You're, you're 24, bro. Like, it ain't like you're 29, 30, and you've been in the league, and it's like, man, I'm done with this. I've been a 8, 9, and y'all ran to the ground, Pay me. Like bro, you still new to this game. Like it's something about today's youth. Me and my cousin Jeremy talk about this a lot. Today's youth, they just feel entitled to go ahead and get it, and I want it now, and I don't care. I'ma play. I'ma go home. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't get it, man. So this is this is not the way to handle it. You know, you know, Steelers are playing the Colts. As a matter of fact, Monday Night Football last year, George Pickens on the sideline whining because he had the ball. Cam Hayworth's over there babying him. Like this is this type of stuff that doesn't make any sense. And you know, I'm a Steelers guy, but I don't put it with mess, and I don't put it with mess as a coach personally when I coach my guys in basketball like, look we're not finna whine and complain we trying to win this game you're going to get yours your time's going to come I had one player and I'm going to say this and, I, and, and we'll wrap it up man I'll let you speak your piece I had one guy last year coaching basketball in the third quarter he comes off the court and all down and pouting I'm like man what's up man what's going on man I only have two points I'm like bro we up by 20 You know, <laughs> we, we up by 20 man Like let's, let's think about what really matters I was like bro I said like, you're going to get yours you're a good player your time will come but man, I'm all about team ball, and it's all about having more points than other team. That's all that matters at the, end of the day. But man, mm-hmm. dude, as we wrap this up, running backs in a totally weird position, and I know JT's your boy, the coach. That's your that's your that's your guys, man. So uh, take me, take me, just just wrap this up, put a bow on this, tie this thing in a knot, man. As we are looking at Jonathan Taylor, is he gonna be in Lucas Oil Stadium? Going into the season, bro, what you thinking?
1: All I say is, you know, my my hope, my hope is they somehow come reach some sort of agreement. He comes back, right? He comes back. He plays this out. Man, Miles Sanders almost had thirteen hundred rushing yards Hmm. last year. Hmm. You can't tell me Jonathan Taylor Hmm. is going to have something going on with Stike. Like, come on, man. Like he comes back, he has a great season,
0: and Sanders got paid too, bro. a
1: little bit. Yep, Sanders got paid. On top of that, we have a, a mobile quarterback now, guys. So just like hurt, so you can't just key in on Taylor. So it's like, like you mentioned, the situation. It's, it's, it looks like it'd be such a good year, mm-hmm. and I hope that there's some sort of realization that happens. He comes back and he plays, and obviously, I'll be a cult for life because he's one of my favorite. But I love Jonathan Taylor, man. Yeah. You, as a player, obviously, but as a person, Matt, dude is the seems like the one of the best human beings that you'll find. Yeah. Like everything I've read about him, him, he's an incredible human being. And it makes me sad to say, I don't know if he's going to be a cult man. Like if, if, if I have to answer this to, to wrap up your question, I think he will be on the roster to start a season, whether that's holding out or not. I'm not sure. But I, I do, like you mentioned, If first, they says they're not going to trade him, <laughs> I'm not sure that we're going to trade. Him. Uh, Cause what are we going to get? Everybody knows he wants out. Mm-hmm. He's so you'd have to be willing to trade good value for him then you'd have to be willing to pay him <laughs> like he wants. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a tough buy, man. Tough, and it's bro. like we do. And we've, this whole episode has been talking about the, the rough spot of running back. So you gotta have, have a team that's willing to look past all that. Right. I, I don't know, man. I, I think he's trying to pull this from a really tough place and I don't think it's going to work out maybe the way he wants it to, but. I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. I hope he's a Colt, but it ain't looking good, man. man it ain't
0: I'm, looking good. I'm hoping he's a Colt too. I don't want it to to, to end because I like Taylor, man. I love Taylor. I love him in Wisconsin when he's a freshman, man. And so when y'all got he and Pittman Junior in the same draft, I'm like you got to be kidding me. So, man, I hope this works out for you guys and Taylor remains with the Indianapolis Colts, man, because he's a stud, bro. He he is that guy. He is that dude, and his time will come. His money will come. The money comes. Like quit tripping, mm-hmm. the money will come. Like I just gave you that quote from Colin Cowherd: If you're good, they they pay Especially
1: time to with play us. As... Like I said, we have yeah. a history under yeah. Ballard of taking care, regardless of position. They they hate us every year for not going with positional value, and we mm-hmm. could probably do it a little bit more. But if you're good, Ballard is. Always been like, no, nah, we'll we'll take care of you. We we'll take, we got you. Kenny Moore got paid. Shaquille Leonard got mm-hmm, paid. Mm-hmm. Quinn Nelson got paid. It doesn't matter if you're good. He's gonna pay. You. Man, look at the situation. We have the highest paid offensive line. We were bad. Yeah, but yeah. He pays them man because they were good. You're good
0: <laughs> at one point. Don't so chase the money out there. Listen man. to me. Don't chase money. Chase good management. Do what's right. You're in a great situation. I appreciate it. If you're talented, the money will come. You don't know when. You don't know how, but it's going to come. Chris, dude, I appreciate you as always, man. Enjoy having you on the sweet spot, bro. You know this is the beginning. We've had – we still got to do oh, yeah. a pre-draft recap, you know, you know the, the, the draft recap, man. Talk about those teams. <laughs> because your Colts had a draft that was excellent. My Steelers had a draft that was excellent. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. So so much more to get into, man. Man, it's just so, fun
1: to talk about football again. It's that time bro. of year. It's the, it's it is
0: indeed that time of the year. Chris, appreciate you as always, man. Congratulations on the engagement. Brooke, we love you. Yes, sir. And, uh, man, we'll be back soon to do this again, dude. I appreciate you as always.
1: I uh, appreciate you too, man. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for football. And I'm excited to talk with you some more, man. always glad to be on here. Thank you very much.
0: And as I always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.